Please solve this math problem. Yes, that'll prove that I'm human. I think the way to prove they're human by doing a math problem is get it wrong. I'm a computer. You have found my weakness, computing. Yeah, it really feels like com computers would be able to count traffic lights. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby, and happy Lent, Dave. <laughs> yes. Happy Lent to you. First day of Lent. It is. First day of Lent, absolutely. You were mentioning a little uh, earlier, pointing to my computer screen and mentioning a, a John Byrne comic. Yes. John Byrne's work was How I Broke Lent, the first time I ever broke Lent. Oh, why? Were but, you not nope. supposed to buy comics for That's Lent? right. Yeah, I gave up comics for Lent. And it was uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. It was the second part to Days of Future Past. Yeah. And it was where Wolverine was on the uh, cover getting blasted by a sentinel and turning into a skeleton. Oh. And I was like, nah, choose this <laughs> over eternal salvation yeah. of the Catholic faith. Could you have like slightly fudged it and like bought the comic and just put, put it away? What I could have done is ask for forgiveness. That is the out. <laughs> that is the true out. That's the, that's, that you know, the... and then you're fine. The don't sweat it part of right, it. but John Byrne was the reason that I left the Catholic Church. Okay, was because of uh, that comic book, and wow. you know what? In, in retrospect, that was a damn good comic. Very, very good comic. Was it made into a movie? Yes, this is not a great movie. No, no, but it was a lot of people's favorite X Men story after the Phoenix story, mm. and the Phoenix story has been made into two terrible movies. Technically, three if you count uh, Scarlet Witch's journey. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's interesting. I the one the story that I remember the best is the the alien one, the alien takeoff one, the swarm. Was that what it's called? Brood. The brood. Okay, I thought you were talking about the the alien parody, well, not parody, but, but homage, yeah. which was Kitty Pride Christmas night, and an alien comes down the chimney, and she's got to fight it off herself in oh, the in the house. Oh, really? Yeah, that'd be a good movie. Why do they do that one? Hmm, that's a good one off. Yeah, but I guess they got rid of Kitty Pride. From the no, or, or is it Rogue they got rid of? Uh, I, I think they were still around for as long as like the modern stories have been okay. around. I think they're still around. Yeah, I'm forgetting. Like I'm was... forgetting Paige's new first name. Is it? Is it Eddie? Is it uh, Edgar? Now it was Ellen previously, and now it's what? That's a good question. Yeah, he's got a different first name, but yeah. whatever the first name is. Uh, yeah, I think that they were in. Uh, they were in Days of Future Past, oh, that's right. and, they, that and gave gave uh, Kitty Pride's character powers to send you back in time mentally <laughs> somehow. I don't fucking know why. It was very random, and uh, that was the last time we saw him. Yeah. yeah, but I think Rogue was still yeah Rogue was still around. Elliot, in that, in that one. Elliot, that's right. Yes. How could we forget? Mm -hmm. Inspired by ET. Yeah. Who was a mutant? Let's say uh, was a, there was an alien. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also an alien, alien situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Came down the chimney as well. Did it really come down the chimney? The alien? I think so. Okay. I think so. But it wasn't related it was... to the brood storyline. No, and I'm gonna say it's an alien, but I think it also might have been a demon. I think it was called the ne Negra or something. Again, Ed, help me, Edric. <laughs> Edgerinsky, yeah, uh, you're my Edgerinsky, only hope. Yes, uh, I think. I think, things. yeah, it was a, it was an, it was a demon or alien. Mm. It was a demon. Then they played it up like an alien, and yeah, uh, she had to defeat it on her own. Kitty Pride, first year. That's a fun story. That would, that would yeah. have been fun. Yep. Maybe you can do. It, maybe they can do it in uh, the X Men '97 cartoon that's coming out mm. in uh, March. They just released the trailer for that today. Okay. Okay. I 
don't keep up with trailers very much. I just find trailers are way too long now. Although I was going to post, because we were talking about a new leaf last week, I was going to post the trailer on the the post, like last last show. Cool. And then I watched it. I said, nah. Too spoilery? It's like three minutes long. Mm, that's too long. Three and a half minutes long. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's entirely too long. Yeah. like it need, A trailer should be like more like a teaser, I think, than a... And like tell you very much. About yeah, what I watched the most recent Ghostbusters trailer, and it's just well, that's the movie. Oh, is that the, a, end, the yeah. end? You know, I mean, I'm sure there's a twist. You know, at the at the end of how they defeat the thing. Mm. You know, which is you know obviously not because they have the most power, but because they've got heart, uh, <laughs> some sort of that, yeah, and and probably you know if they're dinguses, they'll kill off one of the old characters. Uh, you know, being dinguses. Uh, I hope they don't, and we'll see how it goes. Um, they're still going with the idea though that no one remembers that the ghostbusters were real okay which is like look the statue of liberty came to life and walked across you know this the the water yeah and are through the water and uh you know people are going to remember that and it's not like cameras weren't invented then mm. i know we didn't have them all in our pockets yeah but someone was a tourist in new york that day yeah and took a picture of sure. the statue of liberty I'm walking sure down would. broadway also, the, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, someone took a picture. Yep. There's no way no one took a picture. <laughs> some, someone, some hapless news person was on the roof. Yeah. That's a story you'd cover. Marshmallow Man walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about the pre- people that cleaned up the marshmallow at the end? You know? Because uh, yeah. Walter Peck got covered in marshmallow goo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like the idiots in, uh, I guess it's Godzilla minus one. Not minus one. Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Yes. There's like newscasters on the roof. Like, you know. It's pretty dumb. <laughs> it proves to be very dumb. It's mm-hmm. not just pretty dumb. It proves to be I don't know what Japan's not just dumb, but also ex- fatal. Well, but that's also very the actual first Godzilla movie. Yeah. If you see the one, at least the uh, the um, one with Raymond Burr. Yeah. You know, those those folks are sticking around way too long <laughs> when there's a they Godzilla see, yeah. on the way. Yeah. yeah it's like, f- okay. And then they're all bloodied and messed up and like, oh, my friends are dead. No shit. <laughs> Your dumb friends are dead. That's correct. Go find some smarter friends. That is my advice to you. And continue to be in the back of a, a lot of scenes in this movie and have no effect. Mr. Lead in this film. Oh, Raymond Burr. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of, well. I don't Why don't you condescendingly explain the movie that we should be watching to us, but, you know, we keep interrupting to go see you go, oh, yeah, we get it. It's a giant lizard. It's really scary. Let's see the love story between the crazy professor and the lady and the and the handsome guy, and let's see that all go down. Hmm. It's either been a long time since I've watched that, or I've never seen it. Okay, it's worth. But a watch. I feel like I watched it many, many years ago. I'm sure it'll be on Tubi at some point. <laughs> I'm sure it sure will be because well, they did they did have a bunch of the uh, on the Criterion Channel. They had a lot of the like not they had more of the color ones. The, 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 okay. I can't remember the name of the company that produced them. Honda? Hondo? I want to say T-O... I oh. want to say T-O-H-O, but I don't know. Toho? That's, something like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't remember either. Hmm. But anyway, they Help had... Help us, Nina Matsumoto. You're our only hope. <laughs> they had Mothra and all the rest of them. Right. Which, they're fine. Do you know what? Here's... <clears throat> a movie came out this week that I'm not seeing, though I almost saw yesterday. Just because it was like, we need some distraction. Maybe we'll go see this. Okay. But it was uh, Madam Web. Oh, I'm gonna go see that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we're not just, a, we're looks, not immortal. It looks dumb. We're not. It's beyond dumb. Apparently, yeah. it's it's <laughs> just it's just start to finish bad. Okay, really oh. incompetently, insultingly bad. Mm. But when I when I saw that, 
I was like, who who is this for? Yeah. Like, apparently you. That's fine. Yeah. I like a nice action movie. But like they keep making these movies that are like near Spider-Man, but not involved in <laughs> Spider-Man, but are kind of adjacent. So it feels like to me, if someone made a movie, I think there's like two girls that sing that summon Mothra. In those movies, right? Okay. In the, in the, Is that right? Yeah. There's two girls. They sing and, and Mothra, I love you. And, and they sing, oh, we love you, Mothra. And Mothra <laughs> shows up and Mothra goes and does good things or yeah, yeah. fights something. It would be like if they made a movie about those girls yep. and never mentioned Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> but occasionally they'd be just looking over at like a moth and, you know, I don't know. And then yeah. they, it's about their singing career. Yeah. But it's those girls. Yeah. And then there's like little references. It's like if it's a feel of something might happen, but nothing ever happens yeah. to the whole movie. And that's to me like your Morbiuses. That's your uh, Venom 2s. That's all these movies that are like, okay, well, where's Spider-Man? Yeah. Are you making a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man? It doesn't work. <laughs> it is odd. It is. like Because they great... have the rights to Spider-Man. They can just put them in anytime they want. No, I don't think so. I think there is some agreement. They have to do something. Otherwise, they would, I'm sure, have mm-hmm. like a little cameo or something at the at the end, at the very least. Yeah. But like apparently with the Madam Web, you know, in the trailer, you see some folks in costumes. Uh, but that's like apparently uh, less than a minute of the movie okay. is that. Okay. And they've like pushed that real forward in the trailers, uh, which I think is a dink move. I've um, watched the trailers. So. Yeah, but it's a dink move. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's like, what are you doing? What's the point? Like, why? I don't get it. I literally do do not understand the purpose of this. Who is this pleasing? Who is this good for? Are you hanging on now to the rights to Morbius, which you were worried was going to go away? Were you worried the rights to Madam Web might fade away, so we're going to make this project? Yeah. Like, what? Who's this for? Is this going into streaming services, and you will eventually make money on this? Because it feels like the opposite is happening now where, you know, uh, folks with like making DC things are like, all right, we're gonna make Batgirl. Okay, is Batman attached to it? Nope. Okay, well, that you know what? I got an idea. How about we don't show it and we <laughs> never show it and we uh, put it away and uh, yeah. and no one ever sees it and we call it a tax write off? Huh? Yeah. Like I'd almost see it if Madam Web was a tax write off. Yeah. You know, uh, Wiley Coyote movie style. Mm. Like we're not. No, no one ever see this. Okay. All right, gone. You made it. Now you're writing it off. If it was good, we would have put it out there. But we know it's shit, and we're still going to put it out there. It's weird. <laughs> Explain it to me. What's the benefit? I don't get it. What's the benefit? Yeah, what's the benefit to the studio? It's not going to make money off this. Yeah. This mo- This movie, I can tell it was going to lose money. Yeah. Every- no one's really putting a lot of push into it now. Mm-hmm. What's the point of it? Why yeah. are movie theaters putting it out? They know it's not going to do well. Why are they wasting their time? Yeah. Like, what's What's going on? I know, and and uh, Dakota Johnson's already done her AD tour, so there's no there's no tie in there. What's the AD tour? Uh, Architectural Digest coming okay. to your house right, and sh- show your house off. Go, oh, I love this room here because the designer came and she used this chair that belonged to my grandpa. And um, I think she made comments about lemons in that one, though. That's kind of funny. She goes, "Do you like lemons? I love lemons because there's just like a mysterious bowl oh, of yeah, lemons." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do remember. It's the quite amusing. Thing. I kind of like it, Dakota Johnson, but I'm not a fan of. Um, I think I like Dakota Johnson. I didn't like her fine. Persuasion movie very much. Didn't see it. I probably, I that's probably more insulting to me than anything they do to Madame Web, who I've never heard of in my whole entire life until okay. they made this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, they wrecked Madame Web. No, this is. I don't know. To me, the movie looks goofy. Like it looks like a goofy sure. movie, and it looks I think like that's. That. 
Uh, that to me is like more appealing than than anything we could do with a. I'm very curious to see what you think of it. Like my, I, I my was totally not interested in Morbius. Like I'm not. I've never seen it, and I never probably never will see it. I thought that uh, so who's the Jared Leto? Jared Leto. Okay, and, and the villain in it was was Matt Smith. So I thought like okay, uh, yes. those two make bold choices. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like okay, there's gonna be some scenes between the two of them, and I'm gonna see some ham on ham action here, <laughs> like real hammy yeah. nonsense. Yeah. This is gonna be fine. But like I feel like with this one. Uh, she's playing it real straight and dry. Yeah, and she's not playing it very low key. Yeah, which I kind of like. I kind of like that idea. I think I'm curious. Sure. If, there, if I'm it, curious, if it's if then it. the action is interesting, yeah. or anything is interesting, or the plot is interesting. Yeah, but like what? The... <laughs> I just I'm just it's piqued my interest. Okay, more than Morbius. Again, I almost saw it yesterday, but uh, but uh, but no. Uh, so yeah, let us know next week what you think. I'm like an old school movie fan. I'm not a fan of properties. I'm a fan of actors. Okay. And so, like, I'm interested in Craven the Hunter, not because I don't really know who Craven the Hunter is again. Probably designed by Steve Ditko because he has a weird yep. fur thing he wears around for a collar. Yep. Kind of like the Creeper. Madam Webb, I would say, was John Romita Jr., I think. I'm not sure who inked it. Sure. <laughs> Does that help you at all when I say that? You're not sure who inked it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but... But yeah, but I'd be interested in Craven the Hunter because it has Aaron Taylor Johnson in it, who I like as an actor. So I would, that would make it interesting sure. to me. Yeah, I'm just looking here. It's very intense. Just trying to look at like who the... Uh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Who the, the what? The the writers... Okay, the writers on this... On the movie? Yeah, the writers on the movie. Okay. Uh, other movies that they've done have been like... They did Dracula Untold. That was a really bad movie. Crickets. Morbius. Really? They did Morbius? They did Morbius. Oh, you think that would get them marched out of the... Uh, maybe I'm not that interested now. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Okay, okay, so Dracula Untold, yeah. The Last Witch Hunter, Gods All of right. Egypt, oh, Power Rangers, hmm. Morbius, Power and Rangers. This. Power oh. Rangers was fun. That's one with Elizabeth, was it? Ba- with Elizabeth Banks, right? Oh, that that's one? A, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I have, either I've Parker Posey or Elizabeth oh, Banks. and uh, Brian Cranston. I don't remember Brian Cranston. He was the uh, floating head. Okay. Did you see it? Yeah. He's the floating head. He's the guy off the top. He's one of the two aliens. Okay. And then he becomes a floating head. I might have missed a bit of the beginning. Okay. Well, he's a floating head. He's the one who like gathers the Power Rangers together unless they've radically changed the plot of what Power Rangers are. Mm. But yeah, it's Brian Cranston as a floating head. Okay. Uh, But like these movies are all uh, real stinkeroos. So it's weird (laughs) that they keep going back to this writing team. team. Yeah. Yeah. That delivers the same kind of level, except for, I guess, apparently Power Rangers, according to you. So there we go. It was, I mean, it was, it was fun. I mean, I thought the acting was fun in it. I thought sure. Elizabeth Banks slash Parker Posey, <laughs> whichever one of those was in the, did the role, uh, had a lot of fun with it. Okay. As the villainess. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think the villainess in um, the TV show, the voice was done by uh, the woman who's in... Um, uh, Miss Maisel, the uh, the agent who's also in oh, okay. Family Guy, yes, who's also on Mad TV. Please don't ask me. Uh, it's just on the tip of my tip of my brain. Right. Her last name is, has a B, like Bor Borstein. Borstein. That's right. Alex. Alex. Borstein. Alex Borstein. That's yeah, right. There we go. Good for us. Yeah, we did it. Teamwork. <laughs> High fives. Guys in their fifties trying <laughs> to remember names. Guys in the fifties oh, taking all the time. Last uh, last week, after driving home, I was like, "Oh, Will Poulter, that's the guy with the crazy eyebrows yep. who was in Were the Millers." Oh, damn it! Yep. And then I remembered Northampton. Oh, that's the town where Ellen Moore 
used to live or still lives. I, I don't That's know. That's the way it goes. Yeah. And, and then uh, and then Nicholas Holt, we also t- talked about from Renfield and other things. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Currently going to be, well, not currently, but yeah, currently filming um, Superman. Yeah. He's Superman. Uh, so, no, he's in the Superman movie. He's Lex Luthor. Oh, that's right. You said he's the villain. That's right. Yeah. He's British. And the, he's British, so and he's the, the lead in the fabulous Miss Maisel is Lois Lane. Oh. Speaking of Miss Maisel. Fun. She's got that nice style. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah, Just see? the way it's going to be. <laughs> Do a, a, his, his Girl Friday. Yeah. They got a good, they got a good cast. The his more, Girl Friday. The more I see the cast, the more I go, hmm. So uh, His Gal Friday, was that also the front page? I think it's, it's a re- rewrite of the front page. Yeah. yeah. It's not exactly the same. Yeah, it's what I'm watching. And it's faster. A friend uh, gave me uh, the complete West Wing. So okay. uh, at night while I'm doing other things, mm-hmm. like doing dishes or cleaning up or yep. whatever, yep. I'll put on an episode of the West Wing. And uh, God, they want to be the front page so fucking bad. Oh my gosh, they want to be the front page. Is that right? But Have with gravitas. With gravitas. Gravitas. That's, that doesn't sound so, so fun. Yeah, the, and, and they, they, I was like... I wonder how long I can take this. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people have been like, the second season's great, then it gets gr- really good in the third season. Mm. So I'm like, I'm just starting the third season. Okay. And I'm like, okay, all right. Well, I guess I can I can still take it. Everyone's trying their best. Um, it was a pretty popular show, wasn't it? Very popular show. But uh, Kind of remade Rob Lowe. Okay, yeah. He needed a remaking. Mm. I like to think that uh, Parks and Rec... Uh, it's the same character that he plays in that that he plays in in this, and it's just fun that he's like been kicked off to like this small little town and <laughs> yeah. still has that same intensity. Yeah. Um, but they have the nine eleven episode. Okay. And I remember watching that, and I didn't watch the show on the regular, but I watched I watched that episode. Mm-hmm. What I forgot was the intro, which is all of them standing in front of a black background, head and shoulders shots. Look, I'm not saying it made me root for the terrorists. <laughs> But it was that would be so smug. Okay. It was so smug. And I get different time. Different time. Yeah. But it was like, hello, I'm Martin Sheen, and I'm an actor on The West Wing. Now, we're going to be doing a different kind of episode today. And I'm like, all right, it's one of these where, you know, you got to go. It's a very special episode. There's some things that are going to be discussed. Right. It's It's Marge Simpson telling you that the Halloween episode is going to be scary. Mm. I get it. Mm. Uh but then they got so smug about it. And then they got really jokey. And then it was just like, really? But don't you worry. We're going to have our exciting series back next week. And here's the exciting things that are going to be going on. And they started plugging the series. And I'm like, well, just do the goddamn 9-11 episode. Yeah, yeah. Let's but do don't just like just go, we'll be back to trying to keep things regular yeah. next time. Don't be like, it's going to be... Ugh. Like, you just you just got so mad at them at least i <laughs> at least i did i couldn't watch the episode i just went to the next one <laughs> you didn't want to see if it was worth all the spunginess yeah there's like a couple of times in this in the season so far or seasons so far where someone will go you guys are so smug and i just yell at the screen yes <laughs> yes they are something needs to happen they need to trip hmm. people need to trip someone needs to step in dog shit I just need something to just take these people down a fucking notch. And also, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan shows aren't as exciting as you think they are. Stop making references to, oh. like, you know... HMS pa- Pinafore? There's all these drama club the fucking references that they keep dropping. And, like, ref- just references to characters and plays. And just like, yeah, you're a drama kid, Aaron. I get it. But everyone isn't. Everyone isn't. Like, just make one character like that. Maybe two. 
Mm. And those two find each other and they're happy to do references <laughs> to Arthur Miller. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's not. Ah. Yeah. There was one scene that did make me, I liked a lot, which was there are two blonde characters that I kept confusing. And at one point they both sit down and go, do we look alike? You should change your hair. You should dye your hair to red. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this I relate to. And then almost immediately afterwards, the other one goes like, oh, your people are smug. Yes! Everything <laughs> about this scene. It was like it was written by me. Yes, indeed. Do you have poor facial re- recognition software? Maybe. Okay. When I was a kid, I couldn't tell the difference between the moms on Partridge Family and Brady Bunch. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, you do. They had similar hair, and that's maybe how you were differentiating people. And Once it got great, too close to the same thing, you had to They trouble. were pretty blonde moms. They were... You know, what more do I have to know as a kid? <laughs> Mary has terrible facial recognition software as well. Okay. She she didn't enjoy the film The Departed because she couldn't tell who was who. They're all mm. just all just beefy beefy face guys. I said, well, it's, it's Boston. I guess that's I guess that's mm. the, the type the type they're going for. Yeah, yeah. Magic Mike could also be a problem. Yeah, I never asked her if that was a problem. Yeah. That's I, hey, you know, one of the nice things about these superhero movies is they wear the outfits. The real problem with Magic Mike nice is Magic Mike Three. Why? What happens? That's a Broadway show, right? No, it's, you mean it's it's like they're mounting a Broadway show. Yeah, they're mounting a show in London. Oh, okay. In London, they're mounting a show. Yeah. All right. I thought okay, a West End show. A West End show. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. Is it not good? No. Okay. And I liked the first movie. That was fine. You like the second? movie? I didn't see the second movie. All right. I didn't like the third movie though. I thought I'd like it, but I didn't. But it was playing cheap. You know what I saw that I really like, though? Tell me. I'm going to go early in on this one. Very early in the show. Morbius. I went, I went, <laughs> Madam Webb. I went and saw American Fiction oh, with Jeffrey oh, Wright. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, yeah. And Issa Rae and Sterling That's K. Brown. That's uh, Oscar nominated for Best Picture, right? Is it? I think so. I'm glad to hear that because it's really, 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 so really I'm good. Double check while you talk about it's it. It's one of those movies when you leave the theater, you're thinking about it and you're talking about it in the ride home and then next day you get up and you go, you know what, I'm still thinking about that movie. And then your wife says, yeah, it's like an onion. Cause it really is like very interesting. Makes you cry. I didn't cry. Well, I mean, an onion makes you cry. Oh, an onion makes you cry. I think she meant more like the layers, not ah. not, the, <laughs> not the acidity or the acridness of the fumes. But yeah, it was uh, it's very good. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is a, is a writer. He's obviously a black writer because he's a, a black actor. And But it's an interesting movie about identity and I guess there's a lot of it about identity. But it's about like a, how you like, oh, well, I guess the life as an artist and and being yourself, being your true self. And it's very good. Okay. It's a very good film. Because just to give like a little bit of a... So yeah, he's a he's a writer, but he writes his his novels are like retelling of Greek myths. Oh, okay. Or Greek trap plays and stuff like that. Because there's one called The Frogs, which I think is an Aristophanes play or whatever. And then um, and then uh, he's kind of obviously kind of called this act in his life. He's like he's got a book, but no one's interested in it. Like he's written a book, but no one's really interested in, in publishing it. And he's kind of frustrated in his life. He. Um, he and a student kind of go after it because he writes the N-word on the board uh, as part of a title of a, of a book, and she objects to it. But once again, it's identity. So she's white and he's black, and the white person is, is objecting to a word that's, a, that's insulting the black people. The black person is okay with it, and it's this sort of interesting exchange, which he loses because okay. he, gets, he gets kind of kicked out of the school, you know, put on a leave of absence, uh, 
and he goes to a book he goes to a book festival in Boston where he's from, and there he is part of a very sparsely attended panel with some other writers, and he's kind of like, am, am I wrong? But this felt kind of under attended. The guy says, oh well, you're up against this new book by this other author played by Issa Rae. Uh, and I wish I could remember the name of the book, but it's it's like you know, baby's got the something in the ghetto. You know, it's like this really like pandering title. And he goes to this. He kind of out of curiosity goes to this uh, her her talk, and uh, you know, she's this uh, young black woman who's gone to Oberlin College. You know, so this very ex- expensive, super expensive uh, arts, you know, liberal arts college. And then then she's got a job as a, in a, as a publishing company in New York City, and. You know, then she writes this book, you know, about the experiences of the of the black person in the ghetto. And, you know, and he, he's the child of a doctor. His sister's a doctor. His brother is a doctor. Yeah. You know, and so his feeling is like, why are we why are we presenting ourselves to the world in this way? We are more than just this experience. You know, that's part of it. But there's so much more to us, you know. And but then he ends up writing this book. He gets mad and he just writes this book. Which he's going to call my pathology, but he calls it my pathology, and he gives himself like the uh, uh, the pseudonym of Stag Stag R dot Lee, which of course is the famous you know kind of uh, there's a lot of so- like folks folk kind of character Stagger okay, Lee. Okay, I don't know that reference. Okay, yeah, it's a it's a there's a lot of songs based on it, like folk songs and then kind of rock 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 and roll songs from the fifties. I think um, I can't remember his name now. Something Williams did a not Andy Williams, but a but a a singer did a version of the song, uh, Stagger Lee. Anyway, so it's just one of those kind of, it's like a murder ballad kind of thing, but it was updated in the 50s. Uh, but um, so he calls him, his name that, and then he writes this book, which his uh, agent is like totally embarrassed about having to try and shop around. But then, of course, it just turns, it all turns upside down because this, this thing was just meant as a spoof. Suddenly gets taken seriously and he's being offered like oodles of money for it. And it's just, it's really good. Oh, it's, cool. it's a really good movie. And it's both more than that. There's like his family life. His is this. It's just really a fascinating movie. And he's, I'll give you an update on the. Academy he's so very Awards. good. He's so very good in it. Uh, it is uh, nominated for best picture, best good. actor, yep. best uh, supporting actor for Sterling K. Brown, sure, best adapted screenplay, and best original score. Nice. So there we go. Also nominated for a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, NAACP, GLAAD Awards. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Independent Spirit Awards. A lot of those are pending, and it's won uh, Infinite Award. Oh, I'm glad. It's I'm glad. It's won um, so much. It's probably, I'll say, of last year's movies. Even though I watched it this year, I would say it's the best movie that I saw. Mm. Pers- like just hands down, like the best movie I saw this year. So, <laughs> and I like I saw a lot of movies that I really enjoyed, but I just this one has sort of edged edged them all out of my uh, out of wherever I. Well, I'm really glad. I highly recommend it. My uh, on a on a separate uh, Jeffrey Wright thing. Did I tell you my idea for uh, how you fix the Kang problem in uh, Marvel? The Kang, oh the Kang problem. No, because yeah. the Kang problem. Is there a Kang problem in? Oh, yeah, because we, yeah, know, yeah. we know. Oh, okay, very good. I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> you don't look at trailers. Maybe you don't read entertainment news. Um, but because they've had to uh, separate from the actor who played Kang. Yes. Yes. Uh, I would say that a good uh, villain for the next uh, two uh, Marvel movies would be Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, because he already plays the Watcher on the animated series. Okay. And the idea being that he watches all this stuff, and uh, and you know, says, I can't get involved, I can't get involved. And then in the series, he gets a little involved. And I'm like, okay, that's that's your thing. 
is like, uh, you know, it's like he's altering reality because he's trying to fix things to be, you know, how they should be. And that, that's kind of the threat of time travel. It's mm. like someone going back in the past and altering reality. Yeah, he's altering the multiverse. He's altering all the things and making things right that he's been watching. He just is getting involved and they've got to stop him. And that gives you a way of bringing back characters that are dead. It gives you a way of doing almost anything because you now have access to the multiverse, which apparently is something they want to really hit hard. Uh, there's your character for it. And also you got a really good actor in Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Marvel. Do that. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah. No one's going to go like, who's replacing uh, Jonathan Majors? Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're good with that. And he's less likely to have young person problems like Jonathan Majors. Mm. It's actually amazing with the amount of people that are involved in the uh, Marvel stuff that there isn't more. It's not excusing the people <laughs> that are doing the bad things, but like that's a lot of actors mm. that are not misbehaving, <laughs> including Robert Downey Jr. as the as the main one. <laughs> that was a bit of a risk once upon a time to go like we're going to put all this on the back of yeah who Robert Downey Jr. What? Yeah. Did that out. did that still feel like a risk at that time? Is it still was he still kind of coming out of his his time in the desert is 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 40 days in the wilderness? Well, I mean, when when you're open about your uh, addiction problems, mm-hmm. when is it ever Well, I guess safe? that's it, yeah. You're always yeah. going to be a an insurance So problem. instead what we're going to do is we're going to make you one of the most famous people in the world. <laughs> How's that work out for you? You know, and we're going to put a lot more pressure on you. And you're ever, all eyes are going to be on you. Maybe how's he, that? How's that work? Maybe he needed that. Maybe he needed the. Maybe. Maybe he needed the busyness. To, maybe it to filled the hole his, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, in a way. Uh, maybe the sense of he did seem to have that sense of responsibility, uh, you know. And and in doing so, then really became like mm-hmm. kind of the Marvel through line story, which is yeah, someone who you know you don't think can do it did it and it rose to the occasion and good for them and they were flawed. And they, you know, uh, did good things. I guess The Singing Detective was his first kind of comeback movie. Was that uh, oh movie? Movie, yeah. Was it a movie? That yes, a they movie. Re- remade the series. Okay. That was with Michael. I wasn't Gam- sure if he did. Michael it was a Gambon, TV show. yeah, Michael Gambon did the. He had British done uh, Ally McBeal before then. I think is like, which I know feels like that's not as big a deal now. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that was his Mia Culpa. That was like the big series yeah. at the time. But I mean, that's just like a guest up. appearance. Like, no, no, he was a regular. He was a regular. On, he was a regular on oh, Ally McBeal. Yeah, he that. was uh, one of the main cast members. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. I mean, and that was like, will he be able to do it? Can yeah, he stay yeah. off the the? Mm-hmm. He seems to have been more successful than others. Um, yeah, because he did that, and then he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and I think that was like the kind of real. Oh, he's okay. We can trust him with a project. He's been lead twice. Singing Detective wasn't like a very big yeah. hit. It was he did a movie with I want to say Uma Thurman and someone else. It was something about like two two women, and he was like kind of a rogue, and it was a uh, very art house, and it was them and mm. him playing a lot of like piano and and everyone going like, <laughs> isn't he the best? And uh, I I did that not sounds terrible. I did not care for it because it was just like too much praise of this person that felt like you're really, It feels like you're just saying the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, he had his he had his you know big thing with Chaplin, and then the ball was kind of dropped on that afterwards. And then yeah, later on there we go. But I mean, people knew he was a good actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very good in Chaplin. Yeah, he's very good in Chaplin. Yeah, and so is uh, Dan Aykroyd. I think Dan Aykroyd's in Chaplin, right? Is he? Does he play his I, brother Sidney? No, I think he's. Oof. I know there's a thing where like in the trailer at least he's going Chaplin. 
Oh, maybe he's playing um, the Keystone Cops. Max, Max Sennett. I think he might be Max Sennett, yeah. And uh, there was a period of time where Dan Aykroyd would have a character part in your movie and uh, would be in your Driving Miss Daisies or whatever and just going, oh, mama. (laughs) And then they'd go, here's your Academy Award nomination, Mr. Aykroyd. Thank you. And like, really? I don't know about that. There were other movies this year, right? Sure. That was called Anything But Do the Right Thing. That's what those awards were called. Let's not recognize that movie. That would probably be the movie that lasts... Lives the longest of that year. Yeah. But will anyone have a career afterwards? What? Oh, wow. <laughs> All of them? Good for them. <laughs> yep. Now I just want to make sure that uh, he was uh, who I thought he was there. Max Ennett? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it matters. But if you think it does. I do. I think there's people that are listening who are going to have to look this up. <laughs> really? I don't think it. Do you and think I'll... anyone actually looks things up where we're just blathering? Oh, if they if they listen to podcasts like I do. Oh, you look things yeah, up? Yeah, when someone like uh, oh. does a quote, I usually write it down. When they mention a fact that's like, that's dodgy, I'll, I look it up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm very mm. active with, uh, with the podcast. Okay, here we Not go. Not me. I'm too busy with my hands wet from the dishes. Dan Aykroyd as Max Sennett. Yeah. Oh, mm. wow. There's a lot of people in this. Moira Kelly from The West Wing. Uh, also from Tw- Twin Peaks, Firewalk With Me. Yep. And also, what was it called? Oh, damn it. Damn it. Something Castle... The the figure skating one where she's like she has oh, to yeah, figure yeah. skate with a hockey player. I'm 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 in it. Are you in the movie? Yeah 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 yeah. Oh, you're in the crowd. You mean? I'm in I'm in a crowd scene yeah. in a movie theater. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a love with DB Sweeney. It's DB a love yeah, yeah. fire and ice. No, no, that's the, that's the that's that's the Will Ferrell okay. one. It's a, a love skate relationship. It's something castle, I, I think, thing. or palace or something. Yeah, it was like it was, a, but it was a love skate relationship. Was the tag? Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, she was in the Doris uh, Dorothy Day story. Entertaining. Okay. Uh, oof. Lion King Part Two. We don't need to know that. That's mean. Oh, I think we might know. One Tree Hill. Cutting Edge. Because ah, uh, that's what it was. Where did I get Pellis from? Yeah. Anyway, Cutting Edge. Yeah. Anyway, I'm in a movie theater, and my I and you know who's cut from that movie? Me. But I'm in a movie theater when they're in the movie theater. <laughs> the Cutting. Yeah. Edge. The Cutting Edge. Marissa Tomei. Hmm. What? So she was okay. Who'd she play? Edna Purviance. Mabel uh, Normand. Oh. Wow. She's the second lead. So those two, who, you know, I thought they did... Okay, wouldn't they do another movie together? Those two? Mr. Tomei and... And Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean like another one. So, which is why the Spider-Man... Yes, my cousin Vinny. He plays the... Vinny. No. He's the judge. Her biological clock is ticking like crazy. (laughs) Ticking, ticking, ticking. Now, it was some kind of Brat Pack movie that I think the two of them were in together. Really? I didn't know she was a Brat Packer. And so that's why when they were together in that... In that scene in the Spider, not Spider-Man movie, it was, uh, it was a Captain America movie. That's weird, right? I think the Civil War movie. Uh, and you see her, and you, and it's the introduction of Spider-Man, and Robert Downey Jr. is there, and you're like, oh, those two, they're together again, because they were in that other movie. And, and Chaplin. I don't think anyone was thinking of <laughs> Chaplin at the time. Maple Norman. No one was thinking Chaplin. Uh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Mabel Norman's very interesting, because she, um, she could have been somebody. If the industry at that time was more supportive of, of female uh, auteurs, but she um, she tried to be like Chaplin and, and kind of move on with her career and become a you know writer director and do her own thing, but just was no support for her. No, oh, well, I'm sorry. To Which hear is that. too bad. I think she died young as well. Oh, boo! 
Boo to that. Everyone, uh, stop dying. That's the... Uh... <laughs> Afraid that's not something you can ask for. Yeah, I know. Put a little too much pressure on people. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure what the heck I was talking about. But yeah, Chaplin. Sure, they did Chaplin before. That's what she you was, meant. She was also in The Flamingo Kid. That was her first thing. With Ralph Macchio? And then, no, uh, with uh, Matt Dillon. Yeah. And then uh, and then what... Uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, The Toxic Avenger. She was in Toxic Avenger? Yeah. That's funny. She played health club girl. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a small role in Toxic mm-hmm. Avenger. I've never seen... I Maybe... Once again, I've probably seen that movie, but it's so long ago that I don't really remember very well. I've seen the... Um, what's it? Uh, I've seen the cartoon. There's a cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon. There's a Saturday morning cartoon for <laughs> Toxic Avenger. Yeah. Once again, one of the many Saturday morning R-rated cartoon adapt... Uh, R-rated movie adaptation cartoons. Huh. After Rambo, after uh, not Independence Day. What's the one with the bugs? That's uh, got uh, you know, it's not, a, not mimic. No, no, no. The one with the uh, they're all fighting mimic. giant bugs, and it's uh, the same director, Paul. I think it's Paul Verhoeven. Oh, sorry, Stormship or Battleship. I mean, uh, Star- Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Yeah, <laughs> Stormship. Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Mm. Uh, that's another one because there was Tales from the Crypt movies. Um, yeah, and some there's some others too. Starship Troopers. Robocop. There's another one. I can appreciate it more now. When I saw it at the time, I had, I was looking forward to like a, I was kind of like, oh, how are they going to adapt this book? This is a very tricky book to, to, to adapt. And then I watched it and went, oh, they didn't. They just took the name and some of the plot elements, but very little of the actual book itself. Some of the names, but uh, not, not grappling with in the usual Robert Heinlein way, which is to like, you know, do this sort of mental exercise of what if a society was basically like a fascist culture where in order to vote you had to be have served in the military what would that culture be like let me write a book about that and people are like you're a fascist no i was reading a book about what it would be like because <laughs> he also wrote a, the moon is a harsh mistress which is a book that pretty much is like a blueprint for how you how you are have a terrorist organization mm. you know and it like tells you like you should have cells that don't know each other and has all these like you know tips on how to properly mount a terrorist attack assault on a, on a government. Oh, you know. So was he a terrorist? No, he was an author. Okay, and Agatha Christie never murdered anyone that we know of. That we know of. Yes, that's correct. But how would you know? She'd know how to do it. Maybe if anyone's going to get rid of uh, get get away with murder back in the day, it's her, <laughs> right? I guess. Some, some and of her, then the some more plots are pretty writes, ridiculous. The, the less realistic it would be. That, uh, you know, she'd ever get, you know, people would accuse her. They'd be like, well, that's stupid. She's not killing people. Mm. She's famous. Famous people don't kill people. You know, that's it's ridiculous. And then she goes back on her murder spree. And then when she fucks up something and she goes, oh, I'm going to write a book about that. And she makes a profit on it. And they, uh, they go, oh, wait, this happened. It's like, yeah, but that's just like in that book. Oh, yeah, you're right. I was thinking of the book. And then more murders happen. And she just keeps killing people. <laughs> wow. Only oh, You. That's the frickin' movie I was thinking of. Okay. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was. Go- it's not Chaplin. I knew it wasn't Chaplin. I'm not too up on the... Uh, the Norman Jewison. A uh, Norman Jewison film. Yeah. You should know. He's Canadian. I do. You gotta see all Canadian movies. As I, a Canadian, we don't right? do a lot of them. That's, well, we do, no, more we, than, don't. we do more than you'd think. Do we? Well, are you counting Quebecois ones? Yeah, you have to watch well, all the Quebecois ones. I mean, that doesn't count because those are fine. <laughs> those ones people watch. I'm talking ones that we got to watch out of guilt. 
Hmm. You, you got to know the Canadian actors and you got to watch the Canadian movies. You got to like, anytime you see a Canadian actor on screen, you go, he's Canadian. And people go, I don't care. It's like, yeah, that's, they're also Canadian. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> we're also Canadian. Yeah, we're Canadian too. Why are you telling us it's Canadian? Well, it, it, I was watching a movie a little while ago mm-hmm. and it was a Canadian film. Oh, good. Tell and I thought it's, more. I thought, it, <laughs> I thought it sounded interesting. I didn't get very far, far in it, but. So was it Weird Sex or Snowshoes? Which one was it? Uh, I didn't get very far in it. They get very far in it. Um, But it was produced by Vortex Productions. Ooh, we. That's what I. (laughs) No, I thought to myself, I wonder if Bill Marks, the publisher of Vortex Comics, moved into film production. So I looked up Vortex Productions, and yes, it is Bill Marks, former publisher of Vortex Vortex Comics, former publisher of of um, Yummy Fur, former publisher of Mister X. Yeah. Uh, you know, discoverer of Seth. Yeah. Chester Brown. T- Ty Templeton. Ty Templeton. Yeah, that's right. D- Dante's Inferno. Yeah. And also, he worked on Mr. X, like the first, uh, I think he was like... One Ty of Templeton the, did? I think like early on, yeah. There was some connection there. There was also... The, uh, Hernandez, Brothers Kelvin did the, Mace. the Hernandez Brothers did the first issues. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking Re- Kel- Kelvin Mace. Probably Kelvin Mace, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay. then when the Hernandez Brothers left, Seth took over okay. Mr. X. That's right. That's where I first read Seth. That's right. Is this interesting, everyone? This fascinating? I'm looking up the movies. Oh, that, okay. Uh, that they've done. Christmas Island. Okay. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm going to... Okay. All right. We're going to have fun with this in a bit. Continue. Is that... Well, I think we're done. I mean, Good I just... I, well, I was just curious. But then it was. It was him. So I was just like, oh, that's really interesting. All right. I need you to... Okay. We're going to do pitches now. We're pitches? doing elevator pitches. Okay. I'm going to give you the names of actual Vortex productions. Okay. Well, there's a lot of them. Uh, movies. Okay. And uh, and uh, then you tell me okay. uh, the, the plot. Sure. Okay. But it's got to be real short. Okay. It's elevator pitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Christmas Island. Okay. Christmas Island. And it's a romance. It's, it's like it's a, a man and a woman. They're back to back. I'll tell you the poster. Okay. Uh, he's in a plaid uh, jacket. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's in a blue striped jacket. Of course she, she is. A, she, she looks a bit business-like. Sure, because she's an advertising executive. Okay, hit me with it. She, she's an ad- advertising executive who's, yeah. who, who's dad has died and she's had to go to this island where she used to live mm-hmm. and you know and she sort of has to re-immerse herself into a world that she had rejected when she was younger but now suddenly is appealing to her and she falls in love with this local guy who they used to know each other when they were younger and they reignite their their romance i like it my thing is uh he is uh he is a uh, lumber lumberjack <laughs> okay he is a lumberjack she's an environmentalist mm-hmm. uh they're both going to this uh island yeah uh, that's a, basically a ba- there's like one cabin on the island yeah. that's there for a surveyor. Sure. Uh, and uh, and so they both go there and and both their boats yeah. uh, because of a storm get taken away. So they have to spend Christmas together on this island in this one <laughs> cabin. And they both have big plans. Yeah. But here's the thing: uh, she was going to break up with her boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he I don't know what the fuck he was doing something. <laughs> He was gonna. He had was gonna quit. Deep, he had deep feelings for it. He was thinking about. He was thinking about quitting this job and and pursuing his dream of uh, making apple cake. He, was, he likes making apple cake. So it's that's that's the thing. So the two of them have to spend. Christmas I thought it was supposed together. to be a short pitch. Yeah, yeah. They fall in love. <laughs> Here's the short pitch. Uh, environmentalist and a, and a logger have okay. to spend Christmas together on an island trapped because their boats have gone away. That's Can I? I just want to add one thing to my to my pitch, which is that on this island. There are some giant heads that are kind of less famous than than the, the 
Easter Dead Island? Order. Yeah. Oh, I like that. They discover those, and, and that's why they have to save the trees. <laughs> okay, here's this. All right. Uh, flipping for Christmas. Flipping? Oh, another Christmas one. Yeah, it's Christmas. There's They've discovered, of, they know so this. It's a guy in a plaid uh, jacket, <laughs> okay. and it's a woman, and she's like, looks like a handy woman because she's got yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, kind of a smock. Oh, my God. And uh, there's a Christmas tree in the background. Sure. And there's a bunch of, uh, I don't know, barrels, white barrels. But I'm sure they're house flippers. I yes. think that's the idea. So, so here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. I'll say so that yes, they're house flippers. So they bought a house which they need to need to renovate yeah. for. But then it turns out that through some sort of maybe something happens to their house, they have like a, a water pipe break in their own house. Yeah. So they have to get this house ready in time yeah. for a Christmas dinner Absolutely. and Christmas. So having the family over and stuff. There's like a big family reunion happening, and now they're kind of under the gun. Yeah, it's too bad that the curse is like uh, gone as far as you can go with this concept. So. Uh, yeah, I'd say flipping. Yeah, I think that's it. You got the plot for that one. Um, okay, so uh, oh Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. So this is a Jesus Christ Christmas. Is that what it's no, called? No, I'm gonna do one okay. more Christmas. Then we're gonna go. Uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, oh no, a, a former guest of, of of the show is uh oh. is, is on one. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna go with this one. Sure. Uh, and then we'll because the one I was gonna go with was Tiny Home Christmas. Okay, so uh, tiny home Christmas. Uh, yeah. She's rich. I'm gonna go with that, and she's she's rich, and she's always had the, the, the big homes, and she's never been satisfied with love or anything. <laughs> okay. And he's a simple, simple man. Yeah. And uh, and and uh, somehow you know he's like making a house for her, and uh, as you say, there's a, there's a there's an error in the making of it. Yeah. So she can't stay in the big house. Yeah. She's got to stay in the tiny house. Yeah. And then he's got to stay in that tiny house as well. Sure. For various reasons, there's yeah, yeah. a Wolverine on the loose, <laughs> so they have to spend Christmas together yeah. in a tiny house and, and a Deadpool. And she realizes maybe yeah. the small things are what uh, good things come in small packages. Well, that's some, that says a lot about that guy, but. Yeah. Uh, I would kind of go. I would go the same way. I would say like it's an Airbnb, and they've been been double booked at a ski ski resort. I love it. And uh, yeah, so she's you know a she's a all business, and he's like a schlub, uh, and they have to uh, somehow make it work in a house the size of a shoe. Okay, uh, so this one is called Baking All the Way to Christmas. <laughs> okay, the lead guy is in a plaid shirt uh, with suspenders. <laughs> Uh, okay, and are you seeing this picture? Or, and without looking at this picture, who okay. do you think are former it's, guests of the show? Is? It's got to be Colin Mockery. It's Colin Mockery. Absolutely. <laughs> there he is with his wife Deborah. All right, she's there. Uh, there's a girl, and then there's Jane Eastwood. Okay, is there as well, and she's given a eh, she's given that look. Uh, up above, there's a, a, a younger couple. Uh, they're smiling and looking at us, and there's Christmas stuff behind both groups. But they're clearly different lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's this movie about? It's called Baking All the Way. Okay, so someone's getting yeast infection. So there is a so there's a couple. <laughs> yeah, they have to get home for Christmas. Okay, they are driving in the car out in the prairies. The car breaks down. They get picked up by a uh, by a van full of pot enthusiasts. Okay. Some weed fans, and then they so they 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 drive them to uh, Ontario. Uh, High jinks ensue. Fantastic. Thank you. I love it. I'm gonna mix things up now. Okay. Gonna mix things up. Uh, and this one is called Anything for Jackson. Now the idea is it's too worried. It looks like who's the woman from uh, I heard the mermaid singing. Oh yes, Sheila uh, McCarthy. Sheila McCarthy. Yes. It looks right. like her, and uh, and and you know a guy who looks like he's Canadian. And I'm sure we've seen him before. 
Uh, and sorry, what is it called? Anything, anything, anything for, ja- for Jackson. Okay. The T in anything is an upside down crucifix. Oh. Okay. So that's a that's a red flag. Okay. Um. The so between their heads. Oh, geez, I missed I missed this. This big giant head there. Uh, yeah. There's two. There's two heads in between the two heads that look concerned. Yeah. And they're all in red. Is a pregnant woman, and inside the pregnant woman's image is a creepy child standing at the top of a staircase. And uh, this is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. The review from RogerEbert.com is the kind of nightmare fuel that would impress Clive Barker. Huh. So what do you think the plot is? It's a Shudder original. Anything for Jackson. Oh, Shudder. I'll have to check that out on there. Yeah. Uh, anything for Jackson. Uh, so, so okay, so there's a young woman. She becomes mysteriously pregnant. Oh, she didn't know why she's pregnant. She doesn't know. She's suddenly pregnant. What a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Anything for Jackson for Christmas. Yeah. Island. And then, uh, now her parents are concerned, obviously. Sure. And they're trying to, you know, figure out what's going on. And mysterious things start happening. Because what, what actually happens is that this entity growing inside her can control the people around her. Oh, okay. It can't control her. So she's trying to, like... She's frightened of what's happened to her. Maybe maybe that's better. She's frightened of what's happening inside her. And she's trying to like find a way to stop it. But anyone she goes to for help falls under the, the control of this entity inside her. And so she can't get help. I like it. Okay, here's my creepy one. Okay. All right. So my thing is, and the parents, when they see the baby, like when it's first born, they're like, this, this seems real familiar. And, uh, and uh, what, they, what they find out is there's a family curse. Okay. And this baby is always uh, born into this family. Yeah. And then it tries to kill someone in the family. Yeah. And then the family uh, throws the baby in the ocean. Well, not the <laughs> not not as a baby. Like wait till it's a toddler, right? It's like. Well, but, that's but this. But, but this, you should do it when it's a baby. It's more. This more child keeps getting born into this family. Okay. And they find all these pictures, and it's all the same baby. Oh yeah. And it's like, oh geez, this is the same. It's like all oh, babies look alike. They all look like no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. This baby. It just you know, and and so you know, uh, with the with the daughter, yeah, they really tried to encourage her to never have a boyfriend because they didn't want. Maybe they knew about this. And they were like, "Don't get pregnant. Yeah. Don't get pregnant." And like uh, you know, and she never had a boyfriend, uh, but still got pregnant. And I was like, "Oh, the baby's gonna get born no matter what." And then you gotta you know kill this uh, kid again <laughs> because otherwise people would do anything for Jackson. And it's Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, finally, yeah. because I'm going to skip over the end of sex, which is, uh, it's a couple. She's got her arms folded. There's a lot of arms folded <laughs> women. Yes. She's got her arms folded. Yes. Is he wearing a plaid jacket? No, he's not. Though he does oh have my a plaid God. shirt under his sweater. Uh, okay. So she's like got her arms folded like, ugh, this guy. <laughs> yes. She's got that look. Yeah. And then he's there going, I don't know. And he's scratching his head. He's literally scratching his head like, yeah. I don't know what the fucking deal is. Yeah. And it's called uh, The End of Sex. Yeah. And the tagline is A Coming of Middle Age Story. Yeah. He can't get it up anymore. That's your elevator pit? <laughs> oh, I, I just, well, because that's, that's, that's the plot of bon- Boners Away. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's this one. Okay. Concerned woman... Looking out a window. Really concerned. She does look concerned. She's yeah. looking very concerned. Something's out that window, and I don't know what it is, but it ain't yeah. good. Yeah. And the title is A Widow Seduced. <laughs> okay, well, there's a woman. Her husband's passed away. She's having trouble dealing with the big house that they've had for a long time, and so she has to hire a handyman 
who starts taking over her life. He's a bully. He's a mean guy. But he seduces her. He starts, you know, controlling her, driving her family away, and she has to fight against him. I would throw in as well. You're going to throw her in the well? Yeah, no, no, there's no well. Okay. I would, uh, that's, that's been done. I would say that Noel. She finds Noel. That's Christmas Island. That's Christmas Island. Noel. Because that's the plot of the ringing. And the the bells ring. I don't know. Uh, But the Widow Seduce thing, I would go with the person that she sort of falls in love with, who I think you're right, Handyman. Yeah. Um, There's some clue that happens uh, when they're uh, having their love. And, uh, And she realizes, oh, he killed my husband. So oh. this whole thing was like my husband what okay. didn't didn't die. He's wearing he's wearing her husband's uh like uh he maybe had like a like some sort of necklace or pendant or something like that that this guy is well, what I, wearing. What I don't mind that, but what I think uh is that uh the husband died with some sort of disgrace. Like either the husband uh was driving drunk or there was something he did okay. that made it like it's his fault and yeah. now you don't get the insurance. Oh something. Sure. It looks like he was driving drunk and tried to kill himself and ran into a tree. Okay. Uh, and it's like, no, this guy uh, s- slipped him uh, Mickey or something yeah. and then cut the brake lines or some shit, but then the the, the, uh, the, the car blew up so much that you can't tell okay. that the brake lines were cut yeah. uh, because he wanted to, uh, his wife. Mm. And so that's the thing. But also, then the wife does not have any money because she can't have any insurance because yeah. the guy uh, did all the wrong shit. Yeah. So like, she needs this guy. She's really up against it. Mm. And so Handyman comes in and like is yeah. going to be the big hero. And it's not the first time he's done this. Yeah, I have an alternate title for this movie. Hit me. She should be flattered. Oof. That he went such a, such a it <laughs> should be called. She should be flattered. <laughs> yeah, that he went to such a great okay. lengths to. Well, also, to I'm, I'm going to say starting he's... any title with she should. <laughs> It's like it's a Peter Piper production. She should. <laughs> she should. She shells. Yeah, and there we go. Okay, so that's vortex. Can I? Can production. I just? Can I? Can I just see that for a second? I just want yeah, to see please. the actual movie. If the actual movie that I yeah tried to watch it. is on there, yes. Doodle doodle do doodle do do do. Inspector Gadget. No, it's not here. It was the movie that I like. These all look like. I mean, it might have might have been also been garbage, but. It was, more, it was a movie like about two sisters. And you're going to go see Madame Web. <laughs> it was about two sisters that um, that had like you know really issues with their relationship to each other from the past, and then one came back to town and something or other, and then I I kind of kind of lost interest. That sounds about right. See, the problem with this is I see this and I go like, how do not all movies get made? <laughs> well, it looks like they found they're not turning down things. Yeah. Like, god damn it, I gotta just write more fucking movies because this is ridiculous. But they obviously like have a they have a uh, formula there that they use and they probably have like a regular oh group of people that uh I'm on a more more modern uh thing right now. Okay. Okay. Coming soon. Yeah, okay, here's one. Uh again, we're just doing a plug for Vortex Entertainment right <laughs> yes. now. And listen, if Vortex uh, sorry, media if Vortex wants to like do any of my movies, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Um <laughs> But there's a, there's a okay. Can you make them cheap? Queen Tut. Queen Tut. Queen Tut. <laughs> so I'll tell you the plot. Okay. Okay. Upon the loss, this was this was made. This someone went in. <laughs> let me just make Pitch this, this clear. Yeah, someone pitched this movie. The cousin. Out, they the had cousin o- of Bill Marks. They had other options, 
and they went and I'm not I haven't fully read the plot yet. Maybe it's glorious. Yeah. Yeah. But like they went in and they sat at a table and went, here's what I got. Yeah. Queen Tut. And they didn't immediately get told, fuck you. <laughs> they imme- they were like, go on. All right. And they went on. Well, because the Queen Tut is like a is a catchy title. Hmm. You're like, oh, that's a real switcheroo. Does she have her arms crossed on the poster? That's my question. Okay, you know what? Is there an archaeologist with a with a plaid now shirt? Now I feel bad. I'm reading the plot. Now I feel like a dink. Okay, read the plot. Yeah, I'm a dink. Sorry. <laughs> Upon the loss of his mother. Yeah, this is ba- I, this is a fine plot. <laughs> okay, what do you think Go the on. plot is? Could possibly be that would <laughs> no, say that I'm now embarrassed that I felt this. I way. have no idea. Upon the loss of it's his mother, it's very socially conscious, and I feel real shit. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Queen Tut. Yeah. God damn it. Why yeah, let's hear it. Why let's I, hear it, Mr. This, Judgy. You know. The Judgy re- McJudgington. The real, the real murderer is prejudice. <laughs> uh, upon the loss of his mother, yeah. a young Egyptian immigrant leaves his home in Cairo to live with his father in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Parachuted into the underground queer nightlife of Toronto, he confronts his mother's death, much to his father's disapproval, by taking up the ways of drag. Oh, so Queen Tut. I get it. Yeah. So it's uh, the jazz singer... But it's uh, with drag. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fine. That's fine. And positive, positive Arab characters. Yeah. And you know that uh, there's already uh, drag performers that have acts, mm. and and you're going to let them all do at least one of their bits. That's going to fill up a lot of time. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Fine. I'm so sorry that I was like that. Okay. I feel I feel real <laughs> shitty about that. <laughs> I even have a Nicolas Cage goddamn. Movie. What's it yeah. called? It's called the retirement plan. I think I've actually heard of that one. I like that the T is separate from the, the rest of the word for retirement. I mm-hmm. guess it's just the way your screen is maybe oh, squeeze yeah, yeah. the word. No, no, that's uh, that's the page. Oh, it's a- <laughs> yeah. That's a, Whoops. That's a flaw. That's a flaw on the page. Whoops. When Ashley and her young daughter Sarah get caught up in a criminal enterprise that puts their lives at risk, she turns to her estranged father Matt, currently living the life of a retired beach bum in the Cayman Islands. Yes. Okay. So this is uh, this is taken, yeah, with uh, with Nick Cage. It's fine. Sure, it sounds fun. It's fine. That's fine. I'm sorry. It sounds Listen, fun. Vortex. We were all having a good time, and then I ruined it, <laughs> and I feel bad. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Everything's everything's fine. You do fine work. It's all good. Let's go there. All right. Anyway, movies. <laughs> what can you do? Let's go back to let's go back to making fun of. Uh, oh, okay. All right. They also uh, looks like they did the movie um, with the guy from Stranger Things, who was also recently in the latest Fargo thing. Uh, he was the guy who worked at the um, uh, the, the fast food place. Oh, St- oh, the fast food place. Oh, I don't know, not the video store. Joe Keery, uh, and it's called. Uh, oh, Mar- he's a long-haired character. Yeah, who... Marmalade. Okay, oh. they, they do fine. They do fine work. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Well, yeah. I mean, I was kind of surprised that. The movies that you're showing me there, because the one I saw seemed like kind of like a very indie kind of movie, like not not a not a you know silly uh, yeah Hallmark kind this of. Is, uh, life, this is absolutely uh, me being a jerk, and I apologize to everyone involved. That's yeah. fine. You didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. You thought it was like a silly takeoff. I assumed, and it made yeah. me a jerk. That was a silly takeoff of King Tut with a female. Maybe it would be like because when you said that to me, I thought, oh, is this like. A remake of Tom, Cru- King, of Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Oh. You know, where you have like a female mummy. Yeah. So instead of having like, you know. This is when we're talking about Madam Web. And I'm going, what are you thinking? Like, 
the first thing that my wife Pia brought up was, you know, it's like the MonsterVerse. They're trying to set up like this world of all these Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but like they actually tried with the MonsterVerse and just failed. Yeah. But they tried. They got Tom Cruise. Mm. He was really doing some Tom Cruisey stuff in that movie. Yeah. Russell Crowe was uh, was was acting as uh, butt off too much. <laughs> so, you know, they were trying. Yeah. It just happened to be not good. Yeah, this you know, was not. not this a is a very idea. different uh, situation. Not a great idea, and I think what it really killed the mummy was the release of the trailer without the sound in it. Without like, did you hear about that? No. Oh yeah, they re- they accidentally released the trailer without the soundtrack, and so what you heard was the actual sound of the actors like rolling around inside a oh know, going like oof ah oof, like making these sort of noises, and you know missing all the actual sound and the music and all the rest of it, and it came out. Wow. I don't know if it's still findable, but it was once findable on the internet. Okay. Well, there we go. You're curious, aren't you? I'm, I'm somewhat curious. Yeah. <laughs> we'll look it up afterwards, and if we yeah, can put yeah. up that clip, we will. Yeah. But we're not uh, putting up the clip for uh, any other movies because they're uh, too long now. Trailers are too long, of course. Trailers to are too long. Yeah. They're very badly made. I think, I think what happened was that trailer company got hired to do, to do the, the whole edit for Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, so DC loved their trailer so much that they decided just to have them edit the whole movie, and it's just an absolute Whoops. mess. <laughs> but I guess every other editing, every other trailer editing house is now like, hey, if we put together like a really nifty package, maybe they'll have us cut the whole movie. So they're just like doing these three, four minute cuts of movies now, and you're just like, oh, this is too much. Like, I don't want to know all this. I really do not want to know. Like, I literally went into uh, American fiction without knowing anything about it i had no idea any part of the plot i had no idea yeah and that was super enjoyable um yeah i didn't watch the trailer for for um mission impossible i didn't watch any trailers for that i think i watched the teaser for it yeah i thought the teaser would be safe because it's just a bunch of images while the music goes bah, 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 bah. but yeah i just find that they just ruin it for you like what's What's the point of telling you everything that's going to happen in a movie? Yeah, but for, I mean, then again, you get the not the Madame Web style ones where you know they take the one good scene and like uh, put it in the trailer and it's forty seconds in the in the film. Um, <laughs> but like something like I always think of uh, you know the trailers for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or any of the Guardians of the Galaxy films or Thor Ragnarok or something like that. And if you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this looks exciting and fun, but you don't meet the main characters. You don't see what happens. You don't get any of the twists. It's just an entertaining thing that's its own thing that you yeah. watch as its own thing. Mm. And it whets your appetite for the meal instead of, oh, God, I'll show you everything. I promise to God. <laughs> it's, you're right. It's just too desperate. You're right. And if like if someone like made a list of like trailers and just went, like, don't watch this one because mm. it just spills so much beans yeah yeah but yeah. like you know you can watch this one because it like just hints at stuff and is exciting and and i like that and i also as a writer i find like when i watch a movie trailer if they don't go with the thing that i think it's going to be that's mine now yeah right yeah it's like uh, it's like in a movie itself too where like you know oh they didn't go with this ending that i was thinking of well all right well that's mine you're not going to take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Put that in my pocket. I know. I, well, I just, we were obviously just spitballing, but I really like the idea of this woman having a baby that can control other people. <laughs> I think that's a really good idea for a movie, actually. I think that would be quite freaky. Like you're so help, you're just be so helpless in the situation. Like, how do you get out of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got to protect the baby. Got him. No, I'm going to get the baby. No, we can't. I watched, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you, 
But like, did we talk about Argyle? I went and saw it. Yeah, I'm not going to spo- spoil plots or whatever. But uh, I got to say, it's like, twisty turny. It's yeah, to the point where like when we got mm, third act, uh, I was there watching it with uh, with my sister in law Vicky, mm. and we both were like, uh, "That's uh, it's too much plot." Like enough, <laughs> like settle down. Yeah. Just like we got, we, you don't need another twist now. Oh, for fuck's sake, there's another twist. I kind of enjoyed. Oh, I enjoyed all the twists. I kind of. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Like that. Yeah. It just that's part of the movie that I did like was. Uh, it's like ugh, when you just know it's just like we're just gonna constantly be twisting. <laughs> yeah, the movie's doing the twist. I, I missed. I missed the old you know relationship between the the characters. Like they're opposites. They don't get along, but they got to do a thing. And it's like, but wait, but wait. But wait, but wait. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that part. Yeah, of it. they're serving them orange juice, but it's not orange juice. Yeah, it's really. Uh, oh, but that's not that. But it's double twist, triple twist. Yeah, yeah. As far as it were, and like, then a big thing at the over the credits that you're just, what's that? Like to the point where like, what's that ending? Like mm-hmm. the ending, the ending thing was like, huh? Yeah, that's right. And then and then like some credits roll, and you're like, oh, this will explain it. What? No. I'm like, all right, more credits. <laughs> I'm twisted out. Yeah. Twist, twist, twist. Um, yeah, I mean, I went to see the movie. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a popcorn film with action yeah. and silliness. And I went and saw it, and it was full of action and silliness. And I left quite satisfied. Then I look, I look at people's reviews, and they're, like, so angry at it. I'm like, what? Why is everyone mad? It's just, like, a dumb movie. Like, what? Everything has... It's just weird. It's, like, a competently made silly movie. Like, they obviously wanted to make, like, a kind of a spoof film. It has elements. Like, we were make. No, I don't want to spoil too much of the movie, but... You know, I was making fun of the destroying the town se- sequence in um, in Tintin, mm-hmm. the Adventures of Tintin, uh, or it was called that movie Tintin. Uh, yeah, Tintin. And I think they did have the thing of the pirate ship or whatever. I think it was Tintin and the Secret sorry. of the Unicorn or something. Yeah, Secret. Of the Unicorn. Uh, yeah, I just you know, and this film kind of does a similar sequence where this you know. It's like the dumbest way to travel through a town that you've ever yeah. seen. And it's obviously just like a spoof of that kind of stuff that happens sure. in movies, you know? And like to then turn around and go, oh, that was the dumbest way anyone's ever... Well, yeah, that's the point of the scene. Like, that's like complaining in Team America when they, they knock over the Eiffel Tower. No one's ever... The Eiffel Tower is still standing. You know, like, okay. It's like a parody of those sort of movies where it's just mass destruction and, they, you know, who cares what yeah. happens? You know, like when they destroy all of London for no reason in G.I. Joe re- re- Retaliation. Well, they also destroy the Eiffel Tower in that. In the first one or in the second one? I'm not sure. One of them, but I know they, they spray I acid think, on the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I think that's the first one. And it just like, which I've never down. seen the first. I've never it's seen the first Chai Joe. I've only seen Chai Joe Retaliation, which no one likes, but I think is great. Yeah, I unfortunately I saw it for uh, uh, eight. The wrong reasons. Eight, no, no, I saw it for eighteen pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I couldn't and get candied, popcorn. Couldn't candied get, popcorn. Yeah, I couldn't get popcorn with butter. And I was like, "Fuck this." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was just coming off of seeing, mm. uh, I think, like, uh, uh, the Spirit movie. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, fuck <laughs> movies. <laughs> movies are shit. Uh, I mean, I just, I saw the that movie. hell with all of you. I saw that movie because it was like an afternoon and I was laying on the couch and I stumbled on the movie and it was already started and I just started watching it and... Then it got dumber and dumber. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of enjoyed. It. I enjoyed the yeah, dumbness of it. Yeah, that's all fine. The sp- I remember the spirit. I didn't pay any money for it. That's the thing. We were in Leicester Square, and uh, I was there with my friend Mike, and he was sitting far away from me just because he liked to like stretch out, and there was like next to no one there. Mm. There was two other people that were in the theater watching this film with yeah. us, and so we all had our own space, like ah, watch the movie. And at the end of it, we all just like looked at each other and just like put our arms up and went, "What was that?" <laughs> like I don't know. I thought I liked movies. I. I 
yeah, we're all like stunned by this experience that we'd all been through. Like, what's this? Is this this is GI Joe or the Spirit? This was the Spirit. The Spirit, yeah, yeah. GI Joe was just oh, it's uh, yeah. I've never seen the Spirit. I don't. I don't think I'll bother. Well, you know, as you, you said, there's only so much time in my life, and I'm gonna sp- spend that the time bat, on yeah. Madame Web. The bat, yeah, that's right. That's. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's such bold, bad choices that yeah. I would, I would go. Though people are now saying that about Madame Web as well, though they're saying like it's so bad, it's entertaining. <laughs> but the spirit is just such a thing, and the weird bit is like afterwards, you know, there's all these people interviewing like Frank Miller. And he was just talking about how, like, he just wanted to honor Will uh, Eisner. Yeah. He's such good friends. He wanted with Will to do Eisner. it because anyone else who did it would ruin yeah, it. Yeah, anyone so. else would ruin it. And it's just like, oh my God, what a shit sandwich. <laughs> did you actually read the stories? Did yeah, you what? The character? Show, me, show me on the doll how this is a spirit story. <laughs> my Lord. Well, believe it or not, when Lisa and I went to see American fiction in Chilliwack, at a second-run theater on a Monday night. We were the only two people in the theater as well. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's strange. Uh, a predominantly Dutch population farming community not racing to see American fiction. I don't know. It's, mm. it's weird. It's hard to understand. Maybe didn't speak to their life experiences. They don't like don't uh, fiction. They Maybe. like the documentaries. Yeah. That's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for, all the documentaries. They're waiting for... Oh, there's another movie opening. They, the, the problem with that theater now is they discovered where the money is. Where, where the money is, is is in the blind the movie about the Duck Dynasty people. Uh, it's in that Save Your Save the Children movie. Whatever it's called, Freedom Cries Shout of Freedom, Cry for Freedom. Okay, yeah, yeah. Freedom, 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 Freedom. Um, it's in the Road to Jerusalem, whatever it's called. Like that's 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 what they're showing now. So in between, like a lot of kid movies, because yeah. you know it's a good place to take your kids because it's cheap and they have sure. birthday parties and stuff. And I'm not and I'm not against any of this. Right. I'm just against those impinging on what I want to see. So, you know, I'm glad they had American. I'm glad they had American fiction because sometimes they just will put weird movies there. That's where I went and saw the card counter, the Paul Schrader film, mm. was at the Cottonwood in Chilliwack. And once again, Lisa and I were probably, I don't remember exactly now, but probably the only two people in the theater for that movie as well. I remember being up in northern BC and we went to see a movie and not realizing it was a Christian movie. Mm. And it was such a Christian movie. In Search movie. of Nozark? It was not. No, that would have made some sense. <laughs> it had like a generic title, so yeah. we were fooled. Mm. And like we kind of got a vibe from the staff when we were going in mm. of like, eh, really? <laughs> and we got our we got our popcorn. Sure. And we went up and we're like, okay. And it starts just like a bad movie. Like it starts bad. Yeah. You know, but like, okay, this is just a bad movie. We're yeah, yeah. fine. We're in northern BC. It's just nice to see a movie. Sure. And then... It was that hard right turn that it uh, Archie Christian comics took. Oh yeah, yeah. When like the first time I read an Archie Christian comic, I didn't realize it was an Archie Christian comic. Me neither. Yeah. Just Spire. <laughs> um, and who and, notices? Who looks at the who looks at the publisher's oh, imprint on the front of a that's comic? That's weird that Al Hartley has his name on the front. Well, you don't normally have the author's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so reading along, and just uh, you know, uh, big big Ethel is like sad because Jughead won't go out with her. And then she goes like, "I want to kill myself." I'm like, what? Why is Bigot? What? And then, uh, and then Betty's like, "Have you thought of Jesus?" And like, <laughs> does a big pitch for Jesus. And like, Jesus is the way. And they're all like singing the praises of sure, Jesus. Sure. Like, what's this about? Yeah. And I was like, "This is okay." I know. And it was the same deal with this. It was like they were going to solve a problem that a movie would solve in a different way. And it was just like, 
well, I think what you're looking for is the Lord. And then it's just a lot of just quoting scripture directly <laughs> to the camera. And I was like, oh, no. Do we stick around for this? You know, just for last night, we couldn't take it and we had to go. Yeah, yeah. It's just too much. And yes, yeah, so we left like the staff were like, we understand. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sad that Pure Flix has their own channel now because I can't watch like the terrible movies they would make. Uh, they just they run them on their own network. Where would they Tubi. show up? Would they show up on Tubi? No, they showed up like on um, Crave or whatever. Like okay. they would just be part of their package of movies, you know. So yeah. you could see like God's Not Dead there, and you'd be like, God's Not Dead. What is this? Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's great. I wonder how many people aren't Christian but work on those movies, make those movies, just because that's where the that's where the money is, you know. And it's just like I can write a movie where a kid falls from a tree and sees heaven. Yeah. No, I'm prob- pretty sure like they're, they're all true believers. Well, they're they're Christian in 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 the sense that they're Christian in the sense that they're the ones who got mad at the foot washing commercial during the Super Bowl. That's that's their level. That's where they are at. Okay, you know? I'm not familiar with that one. What you don't know? Oh, okay. Well, during during the Super Bowl, someone paid a lot of money. Eight million dollars, probably. Yeah, around seven million, seven eight million dollars for 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 a, their thirty second ad, which was vignettes of people washing someone else's feet. So it'd be like uh, a policeman Tarantino wa- went, I'm in. A policeman washing <laughs> washing a black man's feet, or uh, a farmer washing a, a, a Mexican immigrant's feet, and just stuff like that, or a, yeah. a man washing a woman's feet, just things like that, just ser- like service and kindness and stuff like that. And it just basically was just saying, you know, uh, I can't remember the whole point of it, but oh, oh it's I'm sure it's available on- online, and I'll, I'll um, show it to you because I just watched it once. Uh, my my friend so at work showed it to me. Again, against that? So the mega right lost their minds over this and saying okay. Jesus washed someone's feet once because he washed the he washed the apostles' feet like the the night before he died, right? And so, um, anyway, it's, it was called, it's called missing the point, is what it's called. But anyhow, <laughs> so I feel like the people who are pure fix flex, fix flex people are the ones who would also miss the point of that ad and get all upset about it. You know? Okay. But they do a lot of stuff. It's not just God is not dead. There's also like Christian action movies where like it's sort of like taken stories, but only there's like the main guy is like a Christian, like a pastor or something like that. But he's also like a, you know, and almost every movie stars the same guy because he's the one who runs Pure Flix. And so okay, he, yeah, right. he like acts in the mall and is involved in all these movies. Nice. Not really. He seems like a bit of an asshole. Okay. Bad. <laughs> I guess I'm looking at it like it's a Medea type thing. And it's just, you know, you have the person who plays Medea and they've yeah. got like their TV shows and movies. and Yeah, but Tyler Perry is... Tyler Perry, sorry. Yeah, Tyler Perry is like, he's producing like content that obviously is aimed at people, but has value in terms of like the stories it's telling and stuff right. like that. It also it does have very strong Christian-like leanings as mm-hmm. well, yeah. Sure. And I know, I've never seen them, so I don't know where the, where it... Well, once you do, you'll get hooked. <laughs> Maybe. So you know. And for a while, like... It's mid- like the Ernest movies. You can't just watch one. you got to watch them all then. And I should have. There, Amidia's Halloween was on... Um, was on... I think you mean Boo. Boo. Um, um, Amidia Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Was on Crave for a while, and, I, and I, I didn't watch it. But the reason is that I didn't watch it. It wasn't because I'm against Heather Perry or I'm not a fan of Medea or whatever. It's that I am such... I'm so uh, obsessive-compulsive that I have to start at the first movie of a series. I can't st- start at the eighth film. Oh, wow. You know, so I have to go back to the original Medea movies and then work my way up to Boo. Okay. A Medea Halloween, which All I'm right. sure is as good as Ernst Saves Halloween. Sure, you got to like start with uh, Airbud and then work your way up to Airbud Space 3. Puppies or Haunted Puppies or whatever they are now. <laughs> are they all related? I don't know. 
headed yep. by Yeah, see, I can't. Yeah, they're all part of the same universe. Yeah. Now they're puppies. And there's ghost puppies, which was really disturbing because it means those puppies died. It's a, <laughs> it's a terrible problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm against it. That I'm, I have. I'm going to go to the land of letters right now. Okay. We've been talking for about two hours. Uh, so I got to uh, go back uh, a week because apparently we had a letter that I, uh, that we uh, came in under the wire. Yes, apologies. I've apologized for this many times. I no longer receive notifications when people make a comment that gets put onto the uh, onto the pending pile. So I I noticed it when I went to post the show, and so I approved it then. Sure. And let us read it now. And this is uh, if you could live in another time, what decade would you choose, and what was your favorite spinoff? And uh, Ferg. Uh, writes us and says, Hello, sneakies and sneakers. Uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of my youth absolutely entranced by the pop culture of the 60s uh, that I thought uh, I was born too late. I was alive for two weeks in the 60s. Oh. I, now, I was alive for three years in the 60s. I now appreciate 60s culture from afar because reality, because the reality is that I may have died in the 60s if I was a young man then. The only reason I would want to live in an earlier time is not to struggle with money. My dad was a baker who uh, worked for independent shops. The supermarkets here in the U.S. don't really have uh, functioning bakeries until, or didn't have functioning bakeries until the late 80s. My mother uh, didn't work then, so he was able to support us on his salary alone. Uh, yeah. He paid off our house in five years. <whistles> I was looking at uh, Super 8 Christmas uh, films from 1980, and uh, gifts that I thought were spread out over more than one Christmas were all in that one year. Wow. I got a boombox. Uh, 2XL, a Charlie McCarthy ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> and my sister and I got an Atari 2600 with three extra games. Wow. He may have been worried about, uh, he may have worried about money more than I do now. I don't, I don't know. I do know uh, I am where I'm supposed to be right now and I wouldn't fit in anywhere else. As for spinoffs, I have a feeling. So this is why Ferg does a, an Atari based podcast. Oh, there we go. Very uh, sweet memories. But where's your uh, Charlie McCarthy-based podcast? <laughs> uh, called A Little Bergen Told Me. Um, as for spinoffs, I have a feeling uh, that uh, that uh, if I had watched Better Call Saul, it would be that one. But since I haven't taken the plunge yet, it's very, very good. Uh, I will say Laverne and Shirley. Anything that the Fonz liked back then, I liked too. However, uh, that show followed Happy Days at 8.30 on Tuesday nights, which was my bedtime <laughs> for the first few seasons of LNS. Occasionally, my mom would let me stay up to watch it, but mostly uh, Tuesdays at 8.30, I was running up to my bedroom crying. I had it real <laughs> bad for Shirley then, and of course, I loved Lenny and Squiggy. I think you guys have talked about Lenny and the Squig Tones uh, album before. If any of the listeners haven't heard it, it is highly recommended. Agreed. And I believe the lead guitarist on that is Nigel Tufnell okay. from Smile Tap. Uh, my condolences to both of you on the loss of your friend uh, Guy and to Edward. I hope everything is okay with your puppy. We always have a house full of pets, and losing them is so hard. It doesn't get easier with time, unfortunately. Much love to all of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Frick. All right. Now we're going to move on to uh, last week and uh, what you had to say. And apparently you had stuff to say. And what did we ask you? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> how does your family get to you? Like, mm. what pushes your buttons in your family? What's your favorite uh, invention? And what's a little-known movie that you might recommend? We asked a whole bunch of questions. Of, yeah. And uh, Edward uh, Dragansky, uh, oh, that's uh, the name of the drink that I had last week, um, <laughs> uh, responds. 
I'll lead off by thanking you for naming the Dr. Pepper-free beverage after me. You, f- you finally get me, and now I am complete in the eyes of Sneaky Dragon. Personally, I haven't had a drop since I was bounced out of the place in May 2007, my preferred beverage now being either Coke Zero or Pepsi Max. Which I assume is also a zero. It is. Uh, my, I miss Pepsi-free. I liked that mm. when I was a kid, but very yeah. aspartaming. And it had a, a lemony taste to it. Uh, my immediate family is a mixed bag, and much like Dave's mom, <laughs> my uh, mom exhibits uh, passive-aggressive behaviors with little or no self-awareness. It seems to get worse as she gets older, and I shit you not, she also made a reference to my weight the last time I was at their house. As bad as this sounds, mom does express great and loving things to me, and being the eldest son with a decent temperament, knows uh, that when she does say something uh, divisive, I won't take it to heart. She has my brother for that. Those two fight, and she's harder on him that, uh, than even uh, with him, even though I was the one she called fat last time we were together. Now, picture this. When I'm around, I'm the one who's hurting them. Mom can't move. Dad can't hear. And my brother can't see. So it's up to me to get them all in gear. Yeah. My dad is terrific in every way. He's the one uh, you need to get uh, to so things get done, even though he doesn't hear that well right now. He has the body of a man 20 years younger than him. Ooh, that sounds uh, that sounds disturbing. Uh, where's he keeping it? Anyway, uh, you, just, you just need to uh, get past mom sometimes to get to dad so he can handle something. Mom is also a pot stirrer. Mm. And by that, I mean she likes to start trouble. Uh, years ago, we would venture uh, from home to Chicago to see our ginormous family. Got bears. I, I always wondered why uh, everyone was fighting over such menial bullshit. My mom would sit there and blame everyone uh, while smoking madly in my grandma's kitchen. I don't know why we even come here if no one's going to get along, she'd exclaim, <laughs> while flicking her ashes with anger. <laughs> Years later, I made the realization that it was her causing all the family infighting. It made perfect sense that it always happened when we visited. Mom had a way of getting everyone mad at one another while taking zero accountability and just retreating to Texas. It took me years to realize this, but Mom does it and has been doing it for most of her life. Wow. Yep. Mums, am I right? Things become clearer as you get older. (laughs) Uh, Then there's my hot-headed blind brother. Do I get along with him? Blind? Yep. What's what's eh? anything about that? Just All right, you're not blind. believing him. I do. That's right. <laughs> Calling it out here. Okay. No, no. I just, I'm just, I'm startled. All right. Then Surprise. My hot-headed blind brother, who I get along with really well. Uh, I just know how to manage him, and I don't get sucked into his arguments when he baits me to enter one. I'm like Switzerland. I choose not to let the the shit that bothers my family bother me. I have my own shit to deal with, and I think that drives them all crazy. All that being said. I'm picking up my brother on Sunday to go see my mom and my kids as we celebrate three birthdays at once. Wow. They all live near one another, so we're taking care of it in one afternoon. And like I said before, it took going to my dad to, to get this done. I do love them all, and as divisive as my folks can be, they do thank me for my help and are immensely generous. That's now, good. on to favorite invention. Okay. From 1988, the Artograph. <laughs> This is a projector that uh, sits on a sliding arm fastened to a desk. The projector is a simple device that is made from glass and mirrors uh, lit within a closed box to project a photo uh, inside uh, onto a desktop, making it easy to draw a large illustration. The projector slides up and down to make the illuminated image larger or smaller while focusing a huge lens. 
My college had these in the art building when I was there in the 80s, and they were a game changer. So much so that I uh, bought one of my own within a year. Hmm. Favorite invention now. Oh, okay. The iMac computer. I'm still astounded what these things can do and I'm uh, and how much I'm tied into it. All while remembering that's just one big fancy pencil. <laughs> the movie isn't a movie. It's a Netflix series oh, okay. called Bodies that I highly recommend. I've seen the first two myself. Uh, you guys were discussing writing time travel and British written uh, comics last episode. This series is a Vertigo title that takes place entirely in London and is a time travel story from 1890, 1941, 2023, and 2053 about one mystery and four detectives. It's time loopy and much easier to dissect than the German series Dark. Uh, I had a good time with it, and I might have to look into the comic now. Lastly, they announced the Fantastic Four. Discuss! Who's your pick for Doctor Doom? Did you watch (laughs) the new Deadpool trailer? That's enough for me, you guys. Take care of everyone and one another and have a sneaky, successful weekend. Uh, I thought the, the cast uh, was, was good. I really like the guy from The Bear uh, as The Thing. Um, I, like it. I like everyone involved. I hope they make it um, uh, very its the, own thing. I thought the Johnny... Who was playing Johnny Storm then? He's the guy from the latest season of Stranger Things who was the Dungeons & Dragons yeah, master. Yeah, I don't know about that character. That doesn't seem... Eh. Okay. Eh. The other one seemed fine. Just make Pedro them Pascal. not superheroes. Make them explorers. Yeah, make yeah. Make them explorers that, yeah. that you know have to deal with stuff do that s- they like. You know, they open a can of worms and they gotta like yeah. deal with it. Yeah, do some weird, do some weird shit. Yeah, get psychedelic. And here's my theory. Not my theory, but here's my pitch for Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom is the is a, a really good villain in this in this world. I would say because he acknowledges like he knows everything that's going on, and by that I mean. If you're like fighting Iron Man, uh, don't just have like you know a laser whip, you know, and and go fight Iron Man using Iron Manish armor and technology. No, you know magic's real, <laughs> so you know aliens are real. So find an alien gun, find a magic spell. Doctor Doom should like be the uh, combo of all these things. So he learns magic. He he has an Iron Man style armor thing that he's he's put on himself. He's got a damn time machine. You know, he's got all the things. He's just a guy who's taking advantage of, like, everything that's around him. And, uh, and, and so... But who would you like to see play him? You know what? Don't tell anyone. Okay. Put him in a mask. Oh, Don't you want a mystery. Have a mystery. Hmm. And then, like, you know, there's the reveal later on of, like, who he is. Who is he? He's Pedro Pascal. No, Pedro Pascal is, is, is Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. So you want to be both characters? Yeah, in time travel. Like, he's his own worst enemy. Yeah. At one point, he decides, like, the only way to, like, deal with stuff is to, like, steal everything from everyone. This is the only way I can save the world from, let's say, Galactus. Uh, And so he becomes Doctor Doom, and he's got to send himself back in time to do all this stuff. And, yeah, this is the only way I can... I've got to prep everything, because in my world, you're all dead. And so I'm I'm doing this, and I'm doing this all for you. Hmm. And you know what? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. Maybe that was Dr. Doom, you know, as uh, telling a lie. We don't know. But it should be, when he takes the mask off, you should go, shit! Because <laughs> there's no reason to have a masked character if when you take the mask off, you don't go, whoa! Like, the the last couple of Fantastic Four movies have all been, well, yeah, we know who Dr. Doom is. So who cares? And then it's like, he's got a mask on. Yeah. Well, what's the point of the mask? There's no reason for the mask to be on. It's got to be a, oof. Um, I guess I would say uh, Jonathan Majors. Wow. Some people, right? There we go. 
No, you put him in a mask and it's Christopher Walken. I'm like, who could it be? <laughs> Christopher Walken. Wow. Fantastic four. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. Who would make a good... You need someone who had a lot of authority as an actor. I'll have to think about it. Okay. I'll ponder it while you uh, read on. It also depends if you want to have him be the same age as um, as Pedro Pascal and you're doing that thing. They were college buddies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Edward writes uh, one more time, saying, uh, one more comment about Buddy Saunders, real name, <laughs> Jakey Don Saunders. <laughs> That's a better name. <laughs> My Jakey Don Saunders. Uh, owner of uh, Lone Star Comics. If Buddy was a religious man, I never saw anything glaringly obvious. Uh, but he was extremely principled when it uh, came to what he thought uh, was decent in the comics marketplace. Yeah. The growth of mature content that arose in the 80s wasn't to Buddy's liking. And when he wrote uh, that, uh, that censorship article in the Comics Journal, it started a firestorm that burned Buddy. Buddy may have exhibited some prudish tendencies, but he didn't know how to keep over a half dozen uh, stores afloat during a recession. Mm. His actions... Uh, brought uh, an end to any comics creatives visiting the stores, but they did continue to thrive. Buddy's comic of choice, he was always pushing Little Lulu to customers. <laughs> nice. I kid you not, Little Lulu was a favorite of his, and you mentioned her on the last show too, so go figure. I love Little Lulu, Little Lulu so much. Um, always in I'm sad to hear that. I think that, I think that um, Ed had mentioned that, that his stand had resulted in people uh, boycotting the store, which is too bad. That's too bad because, uh, you know, like here you have this store in, in, in Texas, which is doing so much to, to spread the, the comics, you know, so much, you know, he's got all these stores, obviously a fan, obviously push, you know, uh, spreading the word of comic books. And then you're like, nah, you don't like, you don't like breasts and comics. I'm not coming to your store. I mean, some of his objections I thought were perfectly reasonable. Like I thought that whole Captain Jack situation at Fantagraphics when, this funny animal book that had been so harmless suddenly showed, suddenly had like mature content in it without warning. I thought that was ridiculous. Like that's just, you can't blindside your vendors or your audience like that. You yeah. Know? You have to be responsible. You're going to get arrested. <laughs> yes. You're going to have some problems and you're going to, but not just that you're going to get your vendors in problem and trouble too. Yeah. You know, in more conservative areas like Texas and other Southern areas, Florida, et cetera. Um, so yeah, no, I thought I didn't think he was I didn't think he was outrageous in what he said in that article. But also, I thought it was very fair of the Comics Journal to give him a a place to talk about his feelings about this stuff as yeah. well. You know, cool. Mike uh, Casley, who did uh, Captain Jack, yeah, uh, did some work with him on Futurama comics. Yes, that's right, he did. Yeah. Um, continuing on, I did see I still see Buddy occasionally at shows. And he's retired, barely recognizes me, but was good to me. Mm. Maybe because I didn't steal from him or cheat like so many others in his employee did over the years. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here's the here's here's uh, the thing. The person I used to work with uh, would steal on the regular mm. uh, from the boss, but then the boss at the end uh, tried to start a cult. So who's the villain? <laughs> when I left Lone Star for college. I got a huge paycheck and thought there'd been a mistake. I called Buddy and his wife, Judy, to report it. They told me I had earned the money. It was a crude sick pay, leave pay, and a bonus I had received. That's nice. All they asked was that I use it for my education and to come back and visit from time to time. I guess it does pay to be honest sometimes. I left Lone Star on top with some great memories. That's excellent. That's really nice. Thanks for sharing that story. Uh, Our buddy Louise writes. Louise! We're going to see Louise shortly. Well, tomorrow. Yeah, that's shortly. It makes it sound like tonight. 
No. Soon. Tomorrow is shortly You say, you as say well. soon. Surely, I would say, if we were seeing her tonight, I'd say later. Mm. That'd be what the thing. Anyway, I'm not going to read her letter now because I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it if you use adverbs wrong. My voice is cracking. I've talked too much today. Right. Uh, I had uh, an uh, audiology test uh, last week. A-U-D-I-O-L-O-G-Y. How would you pronounce it? An audiology? Audiology test, test last week. So an underrated movie I like. Uh, that features a character with hearing problems mm. is Suspect from 1987. It got mixed reviews, but I thought it had uh, strong dramatic performances by Cher as an overworked uh, public defender, Dennis Quaid as a slick That's right. lobbyist stuck with jury duty, and Liam Neeson as a homeless, deaf, and mute veteran accused of murder in Washington, D.C. I liked that it showed the unglamorous and corrupt side of the American legal system. It was one of Eric Roth's early screenplays. He went on to be uh, a go-to guy for big Hollywood adaptations like Forrest Gump, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, A Star is Born, and Dune. He's the co-writer with Martin Scorsese of Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, that's right. There you go. I also, speaking of Louise Moon, (laughs) there's a moon there. Yeah. I I guess I'm making a link to Louise. Anyway, hi, Louise. Uh, I will make this other link. Sure. Of like, uh, I saw a play once upon a time called Suspect, and Louise Moon was in it. Oh. Yeah. And sh- and hmm. here's what she had to do. It makes, makes her promotion of that other movie kind of suspect. It now. is a little. Yeah, it makes the suspect quite suspect. <laughs> I remember we were going to see it once, and uh, it was sold out, and you got mad, and uh, I think you kicked a poster of it. Um, I did, really? Yeah, yeah, you got mad. And we were walking by like a construction site, and it had one of the posters, and it was like, fuck that! And you kicked it. <laughs> It's like youthful, uh, youthful anger. Um, uh, maybe, but I believe a different Louise person then. played the maid and uh, former guest of the show and now Christmas movie uh, star. Yes, uh, Colin Mockery was the lead. Oh, okay, as I think T. Frognal Dibdin as the uh, who I think was both the murder victim and then was the detective. I see. And the, one of the gimmicks that they had was that they actually had to solve the murder. On stage, and and only one person knew who the murderer was, which was the murderer. Yeah. Because there'd be some random object they'd get handed, uh, and they'd look down and go, oh, I've got the the black pearl or whatever. And so they'd know they were the murderer, but no one else would. And so they actually had to solve the murder every night. uh, But to make sure they didn't go back downstage and went, I'm the murderer. Uh, Once they got that. They had to stay on stage for the rest of the night, even during the intermission. Mm. So all of the actors had to like just strike a pose and just stand still for the intermission. And that just seemed ridiculous to me. I was like, oh my God, you're going to have to, how do you pee? You don't pee. Like, this is crazy. But they did. I think like uh, Colin got to go downstairs. Okay. You know, but uh, yeah, the rest of them all just stayed frozen on stage. It was, it was a heck of a thing. I don't think you'd legally do that now. Make the <laughs> actors stay on stage. <laughs> That's right. It was also a they very broke a lot of regulations. You remember how intimate a theater that was too, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're just standing there still while like the audience is talking about the show. What'd you think of it? I didn't like it or whatever they were saying. They were like right there. The audience, they're there. Well, they knew the actors were there, so they're probably they're probably the most respectful audience ever leaving the theater. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So is this weird. a way of sort of Canadian passive aggressiveness? Actually. Yeah. This is a way of getting the audience and say nice things about you before they leave. That is, yeah, that is true. Um, I'm going to say for a, for a question. For a question? Okay. Do you have a guilty pleasure okay. movie that is one of these movies that is either like... Madam Web? No, not not Madam Web, because I think that's a mainstream <laughs> movie. Yeah, yeah. That's that. But a guilty pleasure movie that you've seen 
that fits into like the genre of like you know romantic Christmas movie. Okay. Or I'll even go with like a Christian mm. movie or one that's like definitely got like that you know it's designed for a very specific audience. Yeah. But you've seen it and go, you know what? That's uh, I'm I'm okay with you know hmm. falling from a tree and heaven is real. You know whatever. <laughs> it's one of those that you're like, yeah, it's uh, it's okay. Yeah, that's all right. So what's your uh, guilty pleasure movie? Uh, that was not in any way aimed at you. That was aimed for an audience that was not your audience. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have a movie like that. I mean, I do have movies that I would consider like guilty pleasure movies that aren't, aren't like the greatest films ever that I enjoy and would watch would watch again or mm-hmm. have watched a few times. Most of the movies I've watched several times are not like the greatest movies ever made. They're just like total, this absolute brain candy that I just can just sit and watch and be, be quite happy. But I don't know if I feel guilty about it. Should I... Feel guilty that I really like Battle Los Angeles? Nope. I and I don't think you should feel guilty about your guilty pleasures anyway. No, I think that's a really... Yeah. But they call them guilty pleasures. That's true. So you know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I know It's not mean. the movie that would be the first time on your list of like, hey, what are your favorite movies? This would never be on those lists. Yeah. But, but you know, if but it's you on, it you'll watch it. Yeah. The Duff. I've seen that so many times. It's ridiculous. But I really like it. Um, my question is going to... So who do you think you are? <laughs> who do you... <laughs> uh, tell me your favorite... This is a two-question. It's a two-part question. Tell me your favorite fictional mystery. Okay. And tell me your favorite real-life mystery. Oh. That's my two-pronged question. Okay. Speaking of prongs, if you, I don't even know how this is a... This is a uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. You can go to the website and uh, prong there. It's uh, sneakydragon.com. If you go there, you'll find this show uh, post, and you can leave a comment there. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but there it is. Join in. Join in the fun, everyone. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, two-time winner, et cetera, et cetera, Jonathan Bampton has sent in his suggestion for our one-topic show. Okay. And it's a humdinger. I really hope that uh, he wins because I really like the topic. So I just want to remind people that we are looking for one-topic show topics if you want to send in an idea. And also, speaking of controlling show content, the uh, listener question show is coming up. Yeah. So if you want... Ian and I to talk about something, one of your favorite subjects, and you just want us to like blabber on about it, then send us a question. Yeah. And we will we're gonna, answer we're it. We're going to probably set up more comfortable chairs. <laughs> like, I think we're going to like, you really go with those cozy chairs and put our feet up. Okay. Because it's going to be a while. It might be. Like, it's one of these where it's just like, let's just. Be nice if it was. Yeah. Let's just, you know, will you be, by that, by that point, you'll be off Lent, right? Yeah. You'll be well off yep. Lent. Okay. Dave's uh, doing Lent right now. so I am doing Lent. If you're going like, why is, why is he sound less uh, active? <laughs> it's right. like no sugar. I'm laying on my back yeah. while I talk. I'm la- and I'm reading uh, X-Men comics. John Byrne X-Men comics. Nice. Because, you know, that's uh, that's my uh, sin. But he didn't draw the brood one, right? That was Paul... Uh, nope. Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Uh, anyway. Um, what, was I, what was I saying? Was I talking was about my the website? my wife's favorite uh, X-Men artist. Oh, really? Yep. I have to admit I'm a bit of a burn, burner. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and Terry Austin. Those two Those together. Those two together, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something else. Once upon a time, I'm going to just drop this story again. I was, at a, <laughs> I was at a con and went up to Terry Austin. I was really, really nervous. And he saw my name tag and he went, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was like, fuck off. <laughs> it just made me mad. It was just like, no, you can't be a fan of mine. It's like, no, I really like your, your stuff. I'm like, I can't take this. And he was really nice. So we got along great. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so he was nervous to meet you. No, I don't, I don't think he was nervous. He was so nervous, literally sweating. Yeah. In his underwear. Ugh. Why are we doing that? 
Why are we? Why are we ending that way? <laughs> we also on fix all this in editing. We're also <laughs> available via email at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. You can go to Facebook. We're on Facebook. Ed left some fun stuff there a little while ago. That was nice of him. And we are also on Tumblr, and we're on X, formerly known as Twitter, and we have a thingy on Patreon. Go there and do stuff. Anyway. And, and also check out our other podcasts, which are uh, Horse Mysteries and Refresh My Memory. This week we are dropping um, the Terminator episode. So the gang, That's right. Eric Fell, uh, Vicky Van, and Jason Dedrick are all uh, yapping about their memories of Terminator, and they create they drink a Terminator drink from Planet Hollywood. Uh, and then uh, make up their own drink based on the movie. I won't say why, but Jason has very short memories of the Terminator. Okay. <laughs> You're confused. I am confused. <laughs> All right. Anyway, listen to the show and you'll find out why. So we're oh, going to. Yes, s- I get what you're saying. Uh, I didn't know you'd listen. Of course, you'd listen to the show already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why it's, not? it's funny how many... Uh, it sounds like he's got a mental problem. It sounds <laughs> like he's got some brain damage, and that's not why. Listen to the show and you'll see. He's fine. He's, he's in good health. He's in good health, everyone. Yeah. Listen to the show and find out what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's call it there. starts <laughs> yeah which was good because you were starting <laughs> that's that's half the secret to no, starting is beginning okay, take it away but oh i see, see i see okay take it away dave well when you point one finger at a person you point four back at yourself or three and a thumb and the thumb is to, <laughs> go, to god take it away lord <laughs>